0: This is The Community Connection, a podcast from Community Baptist Church in South Bend, Indiana. The purpose of this podcast is to better equip our church family to do the ministry of the gospel where God has planted us. We are back in the podcast studio on this beautiful Thursday afternoon, and I have two incredible announcements for The Community Connection. Number one, Pastor Ben and Holly are having a a baby boy. You stole it. I was going to say boy. We have to re-re-record that.
1: Well,
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. You a look, boy. <laughs> you gave me the eyebrow raise cues. <laughs>
2: the cue which says, now you
0: take over. We have different cues. We have the finger point. We have the eyebrows. We have the open mouth. Like, I'm about to jump in and say something. And that was the eyebrow cue that Pastor Ben and uh, Holly are having a baby boy
2: Little Pastor Joe Jaquo is gonna be his name and I'm so excited to uh to announce that. We're what? taking name suggestions at this time. Not because we want your opinion or we really care, but we need a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and what a lovely comment. And, and, uh, <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> uh, I've been asking all the kids and the teens, and they've been coming up with some real great ones. Uh, so, what is your, what are some of the ones that have risen to the top? Sherman. Sherman Jaquo. Sherman is good. Uh, Caden Tracy wouldn't mind me saying Jeremiah Lugie is in the front run. Jeremiah uh,
0: Lugie. And I remember the reasoning for Jeremiah Lugie is because,
2: um, if you named him something with a really awful middle name, he'll never get in trouble. Because what kid wants to be called Jeremiah Lugie in front of all of his friends?
0: So, it will be kind of a, um, a, a a fence for his obedience.
2: Yeah, yeah. We can defeat original sin with a weird name. That's pretty great. That's where we're going. <laughs> I actually like that a lot. It's pretty and,
0: great. And uh, and the second great announcement is that we have Pastor Sean joining us. Sean, say hi. Hi. Super excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really glad that Sean is joining us. <laughs> what is your problem? Ah, uh, sorry. We are going to talk about our... Go ahead, Sean. Super excited to be here today. This was, this was the cue that Sean gave, sitting up and putting his mouth really close to the mic like he wanted to say something. Uh, we are going to talk about our Hymn of the Month, and we don't have a hymn every month. A Hymn of the Month every month. <laughs> we do have lots of hymns we sing every month, but we
2: don't have a Hymn of the Month every month. Is
1: that month. true? We don't have a Hymn of the Month every month? It's true. We did for a while. When was the because last we time are, we did not have a Hymn of the Month?
2: Uh, maybe October and November. Mm-hmm. Maybe both of those months. Yeah, mm-hmm. You were here for that, obviously. There were two yeah, were I was attention. paying attention. There were two or three months where we didn't.
0: Yeah, we didn't. It
2: may have been in the summer. Well, late because
0: summer. this is not a tradition that can't be stopped at any
2: time. We're not legalistic about this. No, we're not.
0: This is not a sacred cow, nor will it become a sacred cow. No. What is the purpose of the Hymn of the Month, then?
2: Hymn of the Month uh, uh, serves a couple purposes. Number one, it... Uh, helps our congregation learn songs that they don't know mm-hmm. and we need repetition to aid learning so we have yes, to sing yeah. things over and over and over again to really get them inside our heads um, but also we we tend to pick hymns of the month because of uh, themes or messages that they uh, have within them that we think would shepherd our people well. Okay. Things that would be helpful to potentially add to the repertoire of themes that come out in our congregational worship. Um, we've talked about a lot of those different kinds of themes in past hymn of the Month podcasts. Um, and so we, we pick them uh, based on what we think is going to be helpful to have in their heads throughout the week. Like, yeah. what what kind of a song do we want running around in people's heads? What kind of words do we want to guide their thoughts and their hearts and, uh, and to teach them? Uh, it serves yeah. a very didactic sort of purpose that way.
0: Another reason why we choose a Hymn of the Month is because there are some great new hymns out there that... Perhaps are in our inner hymnals hymnals, maybe they're not in our hymnals. Or maybe
2: they're old hymns.
0: Maybe well, I was I was gonna get there. Not we, quick enough. <laughs> once, once again, you are like you're like jumping the line on my on my announcements. Sorry, I
2: had coffee and everything's just like zooming. Just, you're, zooming. You're, in you're in the thinking at
0: twice the normal speed. Whew. Um sometimes there are some new hymns that are not in our <laughs> hymnal that we would like to introduce to our congregation and just singing them once isn't enough. Other times there are super old, old hymns that have gone out of print or out of use or maybe have never even been put to music that were written that um that we want to pull and sing oh yeah we've sung some of those what yeah (laughs) i was gonna ask you which one where they will take an old old hymn and they'll put it to a common tune they'll say we discovered this text written by this hymn writer that didn't have a tune put to it and so we're gonna put we're gonna sing it to this tune we have done that. Now, if you press me on hymns that we have done like that, I don't know that I can pull them up in my brain, but I'm telling you, I will go back and I will do some research and I'll find them. All right. Well, that's the topic
2: of next We'll next see you week. next time. <laughs> <laughs> same time. Same channel.
1: <laughs> Pastor Ben, let me. can I ask you a question about – Please. You, you give a couple reasons as to why you pick the Hymn of the Month. Do you ever pick a Hymn of the Month that is um, – correlating to what we're going through scripture what what joe is preaching through uh yeah sometimes
2: sometimes we do
0: sean what would be the benefit of that like like that's on your mind for some reason what would be the benefit of choosing a hymn of the month that would go along with perhaps a overarching theme of a book or maybe a sermon series that's that's going on
1: well uh the intentionality with how ben plans the worship service would seem to it would seem to go well with reinforcing how people are hearing the word you know, f- from the preaching, but also having the opportunity to respond in song with the same truths, uh, continuing to reinforce not just what they're hearing throughout the week, but also cr- kind of create that full momentum in the, in the service as well to prepare them uh, to hear the word preached, but also singing that same, similar truth to song. That's why I was asking if, if we've yeah. done something like that.
0: I think it's really helpful because often when you hear something and your heart wants to respond in some way, and when you're hearing truth on a certain concept, maybe giving words to that in a song helps respond that way. And I,
1: I guess the reason I brought up, there's I was at um, one church where there was a pastor preaching through a series, and they sang the same song after he preached every single Sunday morning. Which was a reinforcement of what he was uh, walking through in that passage. So. Yeah,
0: that's a good idea. I wish I had somebody that would be that intentional
2: in our services. I know. Maybe we should look for that.
1: We should. Ben, well. you
2: were going to say something? Just how much I love haphazardness in services. <laughs> and, uh, I really—that's my personal preference. There, <laughs> yeah. it's my—it's my key word. <laughs> okay, him of the month.
0: Enough foolishness. Him of the month for somebody. Somebody has to keep us on track here. Um, For this month, which would be the month of February 2023, Pastor Ben, what is our hymn of the month this month?
2: Uh, We're going to be working on uh, Oh God, My Joy uh, by Paul Q, Brian Pinner.
0: That song has been around for a while, maybe 15 years.
2: Yes. uh, And in our circles, there's... a good number of people who know it. I think there's a good number of people in our congregation who are already familiar with it, yeah. who know it well. Um, but there's going to be a, a decent section as well of our congregation that's never heard this before. Yeah. Um, it's helpful. It's in the hymnal. Um, and uh, the, the, the primary message of it is um, really based on the kind of union of love that we've been brought into with, with God through Christ um, and the joy that that produces as a result of that. And so as we think through... Uh, the the joy that we have in our relationship with God, uh, the song works through what are the various outworkings and results of that kind of love that we have, that kind of joy that we have in our relationship with God. So it has to do with things like um, uh, teaching us about just the inherent drive and desire that a Christian has for God's glory to be magnified, for sin to be crucified in the life for patience in trial, all of it being a result of that relationship of love and joy that we have in God through Christ.
0: You know, I think one of the things I love about this song is that it reminds us that one of the main evidences of the Spirit working and the, the the fruit of the Spirit in our lives is that God gives us a joy, is that God, God fills us with this, um, or should I say when we're filled with the spirit that we have a look and we can say, God is the one through which I am finding my joy. I'm finding my contentedness and through him, when I fill myself with his word, with his principles, when I'm walking in obedience, my heart is filled with joy. And it's interesting that it's woven throughout places that you might not, uh, you might not really see it in the scripture unless you're looking carefully. For instance, uh, tomorrow I'm preaching in chapel and the last verse of first John Says, my little children, keep yourself from idols. In other words, don't, don't look anywhere else for what God is supposed to give you. And uh, and, and this this song reminds us that um, that He's our joy. Sean, you have any thoughts about this?
1: I I don't know. I I'm I haven't kind of thrown into the fire here, but it's a very familiar song for me. I've sung it. Many, many times, I was actually thinking about what you're going through in Ecclesiastes, finding uh, enjoyment of life with the right perspective. And that perspective of, of happiness, joy, fulfillment is with God in full view and what, what he's, who He is and what He's done for us. Um, I do like how the song concludes with um, the joy that awaits us um, let death and hell against me rise, the imminent pain of death that all of us will face, but he turns it on its says, through death I'll gain not condemnation or further pain that awaits every human being who doesn't know Christ. He says, through death I'll gain eternal joy. All the powers of hell will bend the knee before the great King of glory. Excited, very excited about uh, this hymn of the month. It's
0: almost like the joys in this life are simply a shadow of what's to come. Mm. That the joy that we have in Christ on this earth comes to full consummation and fruition when we enter into heaven. I think it's interesting that the, the progression of the, the stanzas here is that verse 2, sustained by joy in trial and pain, and then verse 3, compelled by joy, I fight the sin. Mm-hmm. And really seeing how... When we are most satisfied in God, when we find that, it motivates every aspect of our life. Right,
2: right. And that's again, you know, we kind of mentioned this uh, it goes hand in hand. You know, John Piper talks about God's most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in Him. And I think this kind of uh, brings out some of the practical implications of that really pithy short statement, which is that when I'm truly finding, uh, as Christ said, if I'm truly loving the Lord my God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength, What will that practically look like in my life? How is the love of the Lord my God going to um, show itself in trial and pain? How is it going to show itself when testing through temptation comes up? And again, this is one of those things where we love him because he first loved us. It's an inherent aspect of our Christianity, and it's something that we want to play to, we want to remind ourselves of, and we want to really enhance that. What, what is it that we should be driving at as Christians? Not necessarily to try and like, hammer down the, the, um, the, pop, the pop-up gophers of, of oh, I've got to smack that sin down, got to smack that sin down. Rather, we're, we're trying to go down to the very heart of my relationship with God and enrich that such that I love God with every aspect of my being in every area of my life. And as a result of that, I'm loving my neighbor as myself. Mm-hmm. And and the results of those sorts of things are, no matter the circumstances, once that core is stabilized by scripture in that way, by my understanding of my union with Christ, mm-hmm. um, that's when all these other aspects of the Christian life kind of fall into place like dominoes and the commands of scripture make sense and actually are right in line with all the desires that I have as a Christian already so that when I'm commanded, you know, keep yourself from idols. When I'm commanded, flee sexual immorality or this or that. That's, as a Christian, I'm like, yes, that's already what I want to do. What a joyful yoke to take upon. What a a light burden to to carry with the Lord Jesus. I was recently with a...
0: dear saint who was suffering in a lot of pain. And often when I make visits either in the hospital or to homes or whatever, uh, and I'm, I'm encouraging, um, children, children of God who are part of our congregation with scripture. There are certain passages I turn to, and it was interesting that when I was with this, uh, dear Christian lady that she said, um, can you, she had her eyes closed because she was in so much pain, and, and I had I had been there previously reading different passages of scripture. And she said, "Can you read that First Peter passage again?" Mm-hmm. Had a smile on her face, mm-hmm. and um, I turned to First Peter and I read the passage where it says, "Though, you know, we have this uh, First Peter chapter one, we have this incredible um, weight of glory and new birth and and salvation and inheritance waiting for us to be revealed." Mm-hmm. But now, for a a season if need be, just for a little amount of time, you're grieved by various trials. But this testing of your faith, and the phrase is more precious than gold that perishes, (laughs) though it's tried by fire, will be found to praise and glory and honor at the coming of Jesus Christ. (laughs) In that moment, you could just see this dear saint smile. (laughs) And that's what verse two is talking about, that you're sustained by joy. It's not as though, in, that, in our trials, we say, um, man, I'm so glad I'm going through this. I'm just so happy and so joyful that life is hard. No, it's the joy of my deep relationship with God compels me and sustains me and preserves me in those moments to be thinking scripture. And, um, and we really need to be digging deep now to prepare for those moments. And I'll close with this. This uh, Sunday I'll be preaching from Ecclesiastes chapter 12. And in God's providence, it wasn't last Sunday, but it's this Sunday. And the very the very first phrase in Ecclesiastes 12, remember your creator in the days of your youth, means get to know God now because later you're going to need it. And I think that also may be this, the concept that this song is communicating, that you're finding your joy in God so that throughout your life, you are tapping into that. You know, in the times of blessing and, and ease and, and peace in my life. I am diving deep into the Word of God, diving deep into the character of God, finding joy in who He is so that when trials come and they hit me like a freight train and I'm flat on my back, I have all of that knowledge to dip into you know and uh, and it's that joy that sustains me. I love this song and, uh, and one, one of my favorites has been for a
2: long time. Have we sung this here? I think it has been sung here in the past, but not in the past several years. Yeah. Be, this will be, that's why the, some people I think here will know it. And for yeah. others, it'll be brand new. And that's why we're going back and taking the time to help everybody learn it together.
0: I am I am am really excited for a church family to have these, these words echoing in their heads mm-hmm. for um, the month of February. Oh God, my joy. It's in the blue hymnal. If you have one at home, it's number 48. 48.